This episode is about assumptions. Needless to say, it's something we all deal with. Each and every one of us, as individuals, we oftentimes find ourselves in a situation where we're making some kind of assumption about something or someone. There is a vast difference between assuming with no evidence to support a claim and then there's assuming based off of literally nothing. And when you assume based off literally nothing, you're assuming because maybe it has something to do with trauma, something and you use like howling about a situation that's happening. Maybe you're assuming because of a past experience. Like, oh, I've seen this before, so I know how it ends. But yet, you know, there's still nothing that backs up what you're assuming. You know, there's there's an uh, analogy I like to use in a lot of situations, especially when it comes to assumptions, you know. And it's this. Like, imagine you're working at, say, a gas station. And you take a $10 bill out your pocket, put it in the register, and pull out two fives. Now, your manager comes around as you're pulling out two fives and putting it in your pocket. Your manager would probably immediately assume that you're taking money from the register. They're probably going to panic inside and even turn back the cameras if it's applicable. You know, or they may even ask you, what are you doing? You know, why are you taking money out of the register? Why are you putting it in your pocket? You know, they, in a situation like that where you only see part of what's really going on you start to assume you start to you know panic granted not everybody's gonna assume in that situation but the general idea of it you know you the idea that you only see part of the total picture so a lot of us are guilty of this we see part of a picture and then we start to make assumptions based off of what we do have as quote-unquote evidence what we do have as quote-unquote facts you know assumptions are like building a jigsaw puzzle and stopping halfway through and you know you don't know what the jigsaw puzzle is supposed to look like but you stop halfway through and you look at the person next to you and you're just like that's a horse well the other person's like no it's not a horse so they you know they kind of like start to finish the other half of the jigsaw puzzle and it's a fucking orangutan or some shit. You had part of the picture. You had part of the story, but you didn't have the fullness of it. You didn't have enough to give a logical answer, a correct answer as to what's going on. Now, assumptions, they're, they come in many forms and they happen for many reasons. Assumptions can be something that you hold in your mind because of your upbringing. You know, if you're raised to be racist, you're immediately going to assume that your race is the best race out there and everybody else sucks. If you're raised on politics and you are, I don't know, uh, a Republican. Then you're immediately going to assume that Republicans are right. They always make the best choices and everybody else sucks. They don't know what they're doing. They're wrong and stupid. 
you know, and it can go on and on and on with uh, many examples I can give you. We're always raised on certain mentalities, either my God correct or uh, what the way I view, uh, I don't know, life or the way I view other people, the way I view myself. It's all correct because I was raised to think and believe that, even though it's not, you know. Like me personally, I grew up with a homophobic, borderline, probably full-on racist, I really haven't been able to figure that one out, father, and a mentally ill mother who tried to get me to go to church 10, 10 days a week, right? So I had a lot of unwanted things shoved down my throat and for most of my teenage years I was feeding into it you know I was a bit homophobic I was a, I wouldn't say racist but kind of a prejudice I would say a little prejudice you know but after I became an adult and kind of like you know I never had the best upbringing best relations with my family so it got to a point where I was How should I say, questioning what I was being taught, questioning what I believed. Why did I think the way I did? Why did I believe what I believed to be true? Why was my brain ticking like this? You know, so I, I got to the root of everything and realized that it was, there was, it wasn't grounded in anything logical. Nothing I was raised to believe or think was grounded in anything logical. You know, so I kind of stepped away from a lot of things because, you know, my father has always been somebody I never wanted to aspire to be. And so that kind of helped push me in the right direction of question what you were taught, question what your environment was like growing up so that way you don't have to repeat anything that you've become so accustomed to. And I didn't want to repeat anything, you know. So once I started questioning things and putting things in the limelight, putting things in the view of, is this really smart? Is this really logical? Is this really correct? And the vast majority, 99.9% .9 of my upbringing, whether it's my environment, what I, like, you know, what I heard on a daily basis, what I saw on a daily basis, what I was told on a daily basis, and it was ended up being bullshit. You know, I, I was taught that, well, if you're, uh, you wear makeup, then you're gay. I'm sorry, uh, I can wear makeup and still not be attracted to men. You know, it's the assumptions. The assumption for him was anything that's slightly feminine immediately makes you uh, attracted to other men. And there, sadly, there are a lot of people like that. They immediately think, oh, you have to be gay because you, you're doing, you're interested in something that's feminine. That they consider feminine in today's world. However long that's going to last, I don't know. I mean, we got to look back in that respect to like 1920s, right? Up until, I believe it was the mid-1920s, up until then, pink was a man's color, blue was a woman's color. And in the mid-1920s, it switched around because the clothing companies and just the media in general were pushing an agenda to get women to wear more pink because they were more drawn towards that particular color so they switched and from then on woman uh pink was a woman's color and blue was a man's color 
we didn't question the fact that, you know, the media made us make that switch. We didn't question the fact that we didn't actually make that choice ourselves. Somebody else made it for us and we just rolled along with it without even questioning it, you know? So I applaud people who, guys who wear pink because it's, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a color. There's nothing wrong with it. And we're now, now moving into a society where it's more commonplace for guys to wear pink again. Nothing in life is permanent. The trends, what you consider feminine, what you consider masculine, nothing's ever permanent. Everything's temporary, and at some point it changes. And then it changes again. Then it changes again. So I applaud people who, you know, live life the way they want to be instead of trying to follow a trend that's going to be temporary. Right? So back on topic you know so you, you still got people out there who immediately will see a guy wearing makeup or a guy dyeing his hair or hell even a guy in a dress or you know anything that reminds society of femininity they immediately assume the guy's gay and the vast majority of the time it's wrong it's because of upbringing it's what they were told it's what they're used to guys don't do this guys don't do that but a woman can literally do anything and her uh, sexuality will never be put in question more so over um that's one of many examples i can give you know of assumptions because that in and of itself is based off of how we're raised and what we're taught and we're the vast majority of us we don't really question what we're taught we just roll with it immediately assume because it came from somebody we trust and like then it must be the truth and that's also something I've seen with my own eyes. Not just something I lived almost to a full extent like a lot of people do, but something growing up, you know, I noticed that my fr friends, they would be like, oh, my mother said this, so it has to be true. My father said this, so it has to be true. Like they really believe fully that the people who raise them are never wrong. And that's a mindset we, we all get in. We get so accustomed to the people around us and how loving and nice they are to us because you know they're a family they're caregivers or caretakers wh whoever the case may be or aunts uncles grandma grandpa or you know whatever we get so accustomed to their protection and their shelter that we start to think that they're like god almost you know we start to think that they're never wrong about things that they know what's best that you know but at the end of the day they're just people the people who raise us are just people. They're, they make mistakes as much as we do. They're wrong just as much as we are. And at the end of the day, all they're doing is the same thing you and me are. They're best. So it's never wrong to question those who raised you. It's never wrong to question those in authority. Because if you didn't, then we'd just be a bunch of mindless sheep right, walking around looking for somebody to guide us. And when we're fully capable of guiding ourselves... Like, don't get me wrong, like, I personally have some, as we call leaders that I look up to, but I even question them. You know, like, Till Swan, she's a modern-day philosopher. She's also in the spiritual, spiritual stuff, too, but she's still a modern-day philosopher. Got her degree and everything, and she's been in the business for well over 10 years. And she's made a name for herself. Just like Alan Watts did in the 1960s. But do I agree with everything she says without even so much as questioning it? No. But I happen to find myself agreeing with a lot of what she says more often than not. You know, so I don't get so 
uh, attuned to somebody that I forget to think about whether or not what they say is factual, what they say is true. Like, you can be the smartest person in the room. You can be the smartest person in the world and still get it wrong. That's life. Like, I like uh, Albert Einstein. He's fucking smart, and I love his quotes. He's fucking genius. But he has his faults. He has his faults, you know? Like, this is a perfect analogy for this uh, podcast as well. One of my favorite quotes by Albert Einstein is, They never judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, or it will forever live its life believing that it's stupid. In other words, he's telling people that just because you're not good at something, uh, one thing, doesn't mean you're not good at something else. We're all good at something, we're all bad at something. You know, you can't get a, uh, somebody in the NFL to go play NBA. You can't get somebody in the NBA to go play NFL. That's not their strengths. To assume that, well, I'm stupid and I'm, I'm never going to be good at anything, it's wrong. you got to figure out what it is you're good at, what it is you're passionate about. Don't just assume that because you're not good at what you wanted to be good at or what you're not good at, you know, something right off the bat doesn't mean you're never going to be good. Doesn't mean you can't uh, get to that point. You know, anything in life worth learning comes in repetition. You have to wake up every morning and do the same thing over and over and over again in order to get better. Otherwise, you never will. Because every time we assume... I think the bottom line of this, every time we assume we're handicapping not just ourselves, but the people around us. It's always best to question who's speaking into your ear. It's always good to question what you see. It's always good to question your environment. It's always good to question, period. You have to be able to question life. You have to be able to look for more information. You know, I've heard people get called racist or the dumbest fucking things. And it's just like, do you not know the definition of the word racist? You know, and then again, I grew up in the 90s where being called a faggot was a normal. You know, if you grew up with Eminem, you knew what I mean. You know, it was such a normal during that time. It was an insult. And he moved on from insult to being literal at times. You know, people would call each other faggots. My father called me a faggot the first time I dyed my hair. At the age of 16. To this day, never had any type of, how should I say, uh, attraction towards a guy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just assumptions because you're basing off of what you taught. You're, ba- you're basing off of maybe your traumas, you're basing it off of something that doesn't really hold any water. You can't put life in a box. And so that's why I call it a box mentality. It's a box mentality can also be applicable and really is though to a stereotype. Stereotyping is a box mentality. You're trying to fit a group of people into one box. It's like you're saying, you know, all bikers are bad people. No, actually, there's a lot of bikers that go out there and they don't harm or do anything to anybody. They actually help their communities, you know? It's like saying that every guy who wears makeup is gay. Well, I wear makeup and never kissed or, you know, done anything with a guy in my entire life. But, I, I, you know, I wear nail polish and things of that nature. 
because it's something I choose to do. I, I'm not mindful about what everybody else thinks because a lot of people, as I'm you know, explaining in this podcast, they don't even know what they think. They're just a bunch of parrots running around repeating what they were told to repeat. Well, if you see that or if you hear this, then this must be, no, a box mentality. Whenever, I think a piece of good advice here would be whenever you think of putting a group of people, regardless of who it is, into a box, you're taking away not only their identity, but you're also taking away the reality of it. Let's stick, stick with the guys wearing makeup, right? You can have 10 guys wearing makeup and only three of them are gay. For that one. So if you're homophobic or you're taught to be, quote unquote, have male, ma- male mas- toxic masculinity, then you're going to immediately start putting guys in the box like that. You know, um, it's like saying that, well, you have to be weak if you don't go around pump puffing your chest that every guy that comes along. Um, I'm sorry. I've had my fair share of fights in my life and I don't go around puffing my chest up to any, everybody that comes along. I know I can handle myself and I ain't got nothing to prove. Box mentality. Um, every girl who wears guys' clothing is a lesbian. No? That's far from the truth. You got tomboys and a lot of girlfriends wear... Like, sorry. A lot of girls wear their boyfriend's clothes. It's just a sign of affection and attraction and basically saying, I love you. I want to be as close to you as possible. You know, the list, it can go on and on. But I think my point, what I'm trying to make, has been clear at the, by now. You know, like, whenever you think of, well, this must immediately equal that. That's a box mentality. And it's all jarred. There's a huge chance you're not right. I try to, myself, I can keep myself keep on my own ass about the box mentality because one thing does not immediately mean something else it's not a guarantee because at the end of the day there's like millions of people in this world and we're all very very different from one another so we're gonna have different ways of expressing ourselves different ways of dressing different ways of talking different ways of doing and as a result it's never going to be a box mentality that it's never going to work that way it's never going to come out that all these different type of people can fit in the same box it's like saying well you can't be racist against your own race i've met people who are racist against their own race that's a box mentality you know that's like saying that every person who's a gangbanger is uh out to hurt people i've known people who got into it because you know, stupid choices or because they thought they were making the right choice. I mean, there's various reasons why people do things and get into things that they do. And some people try to get out of uh, situations when they realize they've made a bad choice. You know, it's, there's more than one road that leads to a destination at any given time in life. It's never going to be clear cut. It's never going to be simple. It's never going to be straight to the point. It's always going to be multiple things that lead somebody somewhere like uh whatever you follow whether it's uh sports um your favorite tv show uh whatever the case might be look at the people involved they're all in the same place but they all took different avenues different routes to get there they all have different stories to tell
And that's that's life. That's how life is on a daily basis. You can reach the same destination by having a different story play out. You can reach the same destination by going a completely different route. Not everybody who's an actor went to acting school. Not everybody who's a singer took singing lessons. Not everybody who's a rapper uh, knows how to freestyle. Not everybody who's an author uh, excelled in uh, language. There's more, always more than one way to scan a cat. There's always more than one way to get to where you want to go. There's a football movie, actually. Um, Invincible. Starring, I believe it was Mark Wahlberg. And it was about him trying to make it to the NFL. Him trying to become a football player for the Eagles team. Philadelphia Eagles. And they were questioning whether or not they should give him a chance. They were questioning whether or not, you know, they should let him in because he didn't have, he didn't take the same route, the same road as these other football players. He skipped a lot of it and still wanted to be a football player. And he made it. You know, he didn't follow uh, the given formula, but he still got to where he wanted to be. There are artists out there right now who make, like independent artists who aren't signed to a label that probably... They'll be making more than the artists you be listening to who are assigned to a label. There's always more than one way to get to where you want to go. You have uh, independent uh, authors out there who aren't signed to any publisher, but yet still make millions of dollars every year off their work. If you're good at what you do, if you put passion into what it is you want to do, then you're going to get to where you want to go. All right? So assumptions... I always, like I said, I always try to discipline myself when it comes to this. Because I'm, even when I know it, I'm still guilty of it. Assumptions will always lead, not always, sometimes you can be right, don't get me wrong. But assumptions, more often than not, will lead you to the wrong place that you want to be. Assumptions will lead you into a wall. It'll lead you into drama. It will lead you into a lot of unwelcome uh, situations that you really don't want to be in because you made an assumption that was wrong. You took a guess at a situation that was wrong. You took a, a guess at a person's life or who they are, as their character, and you were wrong. And I'm willing, willing to bet that, you know, a lot of times, because I've seen this with other people, when they make assumptions and, you know, they start reacting based off their assumptions, they create a lot of drama. They create a lot of problems. And then when they realize that they're wrong, they kind of sit back with their hands on their lap like, shit. What did I do? And, you know, I know I've been guilty of that. I've, I've made assumptions and reacted based off my assumptions and, you know, was like, fuck, why did, I, why did I do that? Why did I react? Why didn't I just wait until I made sure I knew what I was talking about? Then why didn't I just wait to make sure that I was right? I made assumptions and, and they, assumptions can backfire. More often than not, they will. So I always got to remind myself when I'm getting upset, I always got to remind myself that when I'm getting mad, frustrated, whatever, if I don't have all the facts, I need to sit my ass the fuck down until I do. Otherwise, I can just be making a mountain out of a molehill. I can be making a mountain out of nothing, you know? It's always good to reflect. It's always good to paint a complete picture before reacting to something. Because you may not be right in what you think you're right about 
Like I got people in my life that are always assuming about me because I don't. I have a life, but I don't post it on public uh, social media. I don't, you know, be sending my pictures that you know me and my girlfriend all over social media. Like as far as people in my that aren't immediately in my life, no, I don't do anything in my life. I don't. I have absolutely no life, and that's the way I like it because you know those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter either part of my life or you're not you know so i allow people to assume sometimes allowing people to other people to assume is fine because then you really learn who your friends are you really learn who's down for you and who actually cares when people make assumptions you can see based off of how they view you they can come at you in an ugly way at some point or they're going to come at you uh correct but that's neither here nor there sometimes but in that in such case though you can use assumptions to your advantage, other people's assumptions, and get an idea of who they are. But that comes with, you know, being mindful of how you're handling the situation, being mindful of, you know, how you're poking the bear, so to speak. Have a good day.